and welcome to American Catholic History, brought to you by the support of listeners like you. If you value this content and wish to see it continue, become a supporter at AmericanCatholicHistory.org slash support. I'm Noelle Heaster Crow. And I'm Tom Crow. We start once again with a word of thanks for our supporters. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, your support makes this podcast possible, and we continue to ask for more. We're only about 25% of the way to the amount of support we need to really make it a sustainable project. So if you've enjoyed these episodes, if you've learned something, if you've been inspired or edified or helped in your faith, please, please consider becoming a supporter. You can learn more about our support tiers at AmericanCatholicHistory.org slash support. The lowest is just $5 each month, just $5. But for more each month, you'll get extra perks like the stickers we just got in. Yeah, we just got the stickers in. They're pretty nice. (laughs) And you've already put one on your computer. I have. Yeah. Uh, So that said, and thank you for your support, on with the show. Today we're talking about Father Francis John Patrick Mulcahy, who was perhaps the most important priest ever on network television, not named Fulton Sheen. But of course, Father Mulcahy has one big difference from Venerable Fulton Sheen. Father Mulcahy was not a real person. No, he was a character on the war drama television series MASH. MASH ran for 11 seasons, 256 episodes, from 1972 through 1983, and is widely considered one of the best, if not the best, television series ever produced. For those unfamiliar, the five or ten of you, MASH was a show about the trials and travails of the personnel at a mobile army surgical hospital, or MASH, during the Korean War, the number 4077, to be specific. That's true, though it was widely understood that it was really talking about the Vietnam War. Of course. Yeah. So these were surgeons, nurses, and support personnel in an army hospital that was just behind the front lines of the Korean War. The drama surrounded the stresses of performing surgery on badly wounded soldiers fresh off the battlefield, plus the stress of being at war, being separated from family and friends, the political situation, being in a different country, difficult weather, and all of their own personal demons and issues. But the writers just had a knack for treating delicate subjects with care and honesty, seeing the humanity and dignity in everyone, and bringing levity and humor to some really raw, brutal storylines without getting cheesy or campy. I've long loved the show. It was already airing in syndication as reruns before they stopped making new episodes in 1983, and I'm grateful for that. I watched it a lot with my mom as a kid, and I'll still stop to watch it if I'm flipping through the channels. It's just a good, honest, human, funny show. Deadly serious material is handled with a respectful, but a lighthearted hand. And the acting is so real. I really enjoy it, too. I... Haven't watched it on a regular basis, but like you, if it's on and I'm flipping through, a lot of times I'll just stay there to see what's happening. It's uh, no wonder it was loved in its day and it's still loved. Right. The series finale in 1983 is still the most watched series finale in television history. And until 2010, it was the most watched single episode of any television show. And Father Mulcahy was one of only four characters that appeared in all 11 seasons. The others were Benjamin Hawkeye Pierce, the main character, played by Alan Alda, Margaret Hotlips Houlihan, played by Loretta Swit, and Corporal Maxwell Klinger, played by Jamie Farr. 
Father Mulcahy was played by William Christopher, and the casting choice of Christopher really was an incredibly important part of making Father Mulcahy who he was. Yeah, William Christopher did not play Father Mulcahy either in the movie that preceded the series, nor did he play the role in the pilot episode. But the creators of the show decided they wanted someone else in the series, someone with a different spirit who was a little bit more quirky. They wanted Father Mulcahy to have more gravity, more depth than he had had in the movie or in the pilot. Christopher brought that aura they were looking for. Well, I'd say they picked the right man. Yeah. William Christopher more or less just played himself, and the writers and directors gave him lines and directions that fit him naturally. Like the chaplain, Christopher was a humble, witty, soft-spoken, generous, and pious man, though he wasn't Catholic. No, and this is an interesting part of the story. William Christopher was Methodist, but his wife, Barbara, was Catholic. They were married in a Catholic wedding ceremony in 1958, and she helped to guide him in his decisions about how to play the role of a Catholic priest. And she did a great job. She really did. And he also credited the writers of the show and show creator Larry Gelbart. It was actually Gelbart who specifically chose to make Mulcahy more substantial. Okay, so... Everyone did a great job, (laughs) from Gelbart to the writer to the performance of Christopher and the influence of his wife. They all clearly did their research, and the result was a truly unforgettable character. Yes, and a character who has been credited by some for their conversion to the Catholic faith, as well as a number of men pursuing the priesthood and the military chaplaincy. So who really knows what total impact this fictional character has had on countless lives? Right. And it's ironic that that is the question, because one of the consistent concerns that Father Mulcahy had in the show was whether or not he was doing any good. He would sometimes get down on himself and his impact on the soldiers, surgeons, and their situations. In one episode, he confided to the main character, Hawkeye Pierce, that while the surgeons could see the fruits of their labor almost immediately, he wasn't able to see the fruits of his for a long time, if ever. Yeah, in one episode, all about a letter he wrote to his sister, who was a nun, He wrote about this sense of futility. He wrote about how hardly anyone came to his Sunday services, Catholic or Protestant, how no one really came to confession. In that episode, he actually gets so frustrated that he lashes out and decks a wounded soldier who had hit him in confusion. But by the end of the episode, he comes to understand that, though they don't always heed his spiritual guidance, though they don't avail themselves of his sacraments, the men and women rely on him. They look to him for stability and calm in the midst of this hell on earth where they find themselves. Hawkeye Pierce toasts Father Mulcahy at the end of that episode, saying that he's, quote, someone who's too modest, too utterly simple a man to know how much strength he gives us just by the decency of his life among us. In another episode, Father Mulcahy himself kind of makes this point in a humorous way. In this episode, everyone was expecting to see a film during recreation, but the projector breaks down. Father Mulcahy saves the day, sort of, by leading the assembly in a sing-along. And one of his verses goes, A chaplain in the army has a collar on his neck. If you don't listen to him, you'll all wind up in heck. Yeah. I I can see some friends of mine who are military chaplains breaking out with that one. Yeah, Father JB, looking at you. Just see, I want to see this forthcoming from you on your Facebook page. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm guessing you'll probably be waiting a while for that one. Yeah, yeah. In in another episode, Father Mulcahy's questioning leads him to kind of breaking the rules and going out to the front lines. He had been challenged by a soldier who was shocked, a wounded soldier, who was shocked that the chaplain hadn't seen the gore and killing 
of the front line firsthand, so Father Mulcahy requests permission to go out. Permission was denied, but he convinced Corporal Radar O'Reilly, another major character in the series, to take him out there. They see the full horror of the battlefield, and then when a soldier near them is severely wounded, they volunteer to drive him personally back to the mash. On the way, the soldier's condition worsens, and Father Mulcahy is forced to perform an emergency tracheotomy on the soldier under the directions of Hawkeye Pierce, who was on the other end of the radio. At the end of that episode, Colonel Potter, the commander of the MASH unit, scolds Mulcahy for disobeying orders, but ends by saying his bravery saved that boy's life, and for it he deserves a promotion. (laughs) I watched this episode recently. The acting and writing is just amazing. You feel the trepidation he feels. You sense his desire to be what he believes he needs to be, to really serve his men. And without showing the gore, Christopher and Gary Berghoff, who portrays Radar, they pull off the tracheotomy scene so well. Actually, and also the promotion that Potter mentions is another sticking point for Father Mulcahy. Throughout the series, he has passed over for promotion time and again. He's a first lieutenant at the outset of the series, which is odd. Chaplains like nurses and JAGs generally aren't deployed until they're 03, which is a captain in the army. Yeah, I noticed that, but maybe things were just different during the Korean War. I don't know. Possibly. During war, you know. As I say, anything goes. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) All's fair. Anyhow, Mulcahy expresses his frustration with this in multiple episodes until Colonel Potter personally intervenes to get him that promotion in season eight. Upon receiving it, Father Mulcahy reflects in a bit of a self-accusing way. The meek may inherit the earth, but it's the grumpy that get promoted. Yeah, but he wasn't grumpy that often. (laughs) Yeah. In another episode, a cardinal comes to visit the MASH unit, which is interesting because the cardinal in the episode is actually wearing magenta, not red. So he was an archbishop, but he was called a cardinal. Anyway, side point, Father Mulcahy naturally... Apparently is, they missed that research point. They missed point. that research <laughs> point. But Father Mulcahy naturally is eager to impress him and to get a pat on the back. But everything goes wrong, of course. Father Mulcahy gets pulled in different directions. The surgeons and others are being very demanding of him. And he lashes out at them verbally for making his life difficult while he's trying to impress this prelate. Finally, he isn't able to put together the perfect Sunday sermon that he really wanted to put together. But the reason is gut-wrenching. A patient, a young soldier, is diagnosed with terminal leukemia. Hawkeye had to break the news to the young man, and Father Mulcahy went and sat with him to offer comfort, so he had no time to finish his sermon. But in that experience, the young man who had just learned he was dying showed selflessness and care for others. Father Mulcahy realized how selfish he had been, and his perspective changed. In the impromptu sermon he ended up giving on that Sunday morning in his PJs, he confessed to all his own struggle, and he delivered a truly powerful, important line. He said, God didn't put us here for that pat on the back. He created us so he could be here himself, so that he could exist in the lives of those he created in his image. That's just an amazing line. Yes. And that's how it should be. We are all called to be Christ to one another. It's our purpose. Exactly. And this was the really effective thing about the character of Father Mulcahy. He wasn't written as a brilliant theologian. He didn't give long-winded and intricate sermons. He wasn't presented as some faultless saint just floating through life, always doing the right thing and never needing to say, I'm sorry. And with the exception of the Blessed Mother and Jesus Christ himself, that's how life is for everyone. But when Father Mulcahy did talk, his lines were packed with meaning. He spoke from and to the heart. 
He wasn't perfect, but he wasn't blind to his faults nor afraid of facing them and owning them. He was a humble and simple man, and he simply loved everyone and did everything he could to show that love. And he was able to share the lessons from his weaknesses with humility. His struggle to become more who he was made to be became material to help guide others. What a lesson for life. Seriously, the writers really nailed his character. They sure did. And of course, William Christopher did too. Right. Another episode in which he plays a crucial role revolves around an infant who is abandoned by her mother at the mash camp. Everyone tells Father Mulcahy to take her to the orphanage where he frequently helps out. Father balks at this because he realizes that the child is half Korean and half American. In Korean society, this mixed race heritage would condemn her to a life of hardship. She would be shunned at best. She would be rejected and probably only have a life as a slave or worse. He insists that her only chance for a decent life is if he takes her to a monastery that's not too far away, where she can be raised and educated in seclusion. Then, after 15 or 20 years, the monks could help her get out of Korea. Some of the men protest that that's not much of a life, but Father Mulcahy points out that it's better than what she would face in regular Korean society. They finally relent and let him take her to the monastery. The lesson is that doing the right thing doesn't always mean doing the popular thing or the thing that initially seems right. Sometimes in bad situations, the right thing to do will also have some downside, but that doesn't mean it's not still the right thing to do. Yeah. And then, in a two and a half hour long series finale, the full Father Mulcahy is on display. He's helping out with evacuating the camp and is too near where a mortar round comes down. He isn't wounded, but he gets a concussion, and the other main doctor, BJ Honeycutt, diagnoses him with damage to his hearing, possibly bad enough to lead to complete deafness. Father presses Honeycutt to vow not to tell anyone, because if they sent him home, he would no longer be able to help that orphanage. Then, when he finally is leaving, another of the surgeons, the curmudgeon Major Winchester, says to him, Well, goodbye, Father. I must say you've made this hellhole a trifle less unbearable. And if you know Winchester, you know that that is high, high praise. Very much so. After that, near the end of the episode, he and Colonel Potter, played by Harry Morgan, have a final exchange where Potter says, So long, Francis. You've been a godsend. And Father Mulcahy replies, well, look on the bright side. When they tell us we have to do time in purgatory, we can all say, no thanks, I've done mine. After MASH, William Christopher reprised the role of Father Mulcahy back in the States in a short-lived series called After MASH. Christopher, other MASH alumni, and the writers were excited about the project and really thought they could have a successful run showing the life of the characters once they returned stateside. But the network brass at CBS threw cold water on their plans. They took too much creative control and tried to turn it into something saccharine and too canned. It only lasted a few seasons before it was canceled. Christopher would play different guest appearance roles, often as a priest, in a number of other shows through the years. The Love Boat, Mad About You, and Murder, She Wrote, among them. He also starred in a few movies, but nothing was as big as Matt. Yeah, how could anything be that big? True. In his private life, which, again, was more or less a husband and father version of Father Mulcahy, William Christopher was married to his wife, Barbara, from 1958 through his death at the very end of 2016. That's 58 years. And they had two adopted sons, John and Ned. Ned has autism, and Christopher devoted a good deal of his life to charitable causes to support research into autism and supporting families that deal with it. 
In an interview he did in the early 1990s, Christopher reflected on his time as Father Mulcahy and how he was received. In one part, he tells about being invited to speak at the chapel of the four chaplains. The four chaplains were four army chaplains, one Catholic, one Jewish, and two Protestants, who gave up their life vest to soldiers aboard the USS Dorchester after it was torpedoed in the North Atlantic during World War II. William Christopher was invited to speak at the chapel, and in his characteristically humble way, he talked about how unworthy he really was to speak there since he was only an actor. But naturally, the point of inviting him was to have one who so well presented the best of the military chaplaincy come to speak. And whether or not he was an actor, if he really did love the character of Father Mulcahy, then Christopher was well suited to speak there because of his achievement and his impact on our culture, and so ably portraying such a well-loved character. This has been American Catholic History. If you enjoy American Catholic History, please become a supporter. We've got great perks for supporters, including exclusive content, books, mugs, and personal conversations. And stickers. <laughs> and stickers. Get information on how to become a supporter and the perks at AmericanCatholicHistory.org slash support. Also on our website, sign up for our newsletter. Learn more about William Christopher and Father Mulcahy. See about our pilgrimages. We have one coming up to Kentucky and the Holy Land in August 2023. And find other episodes that you might be interested in. We love getting your feedback and suggestions for episodes. You can email us at feedback at AmericanCatholicHistory.org. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash AmericanCatholicHistory. On Instagram at ACH underscore podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at ACH1513. I'm Noelle Heaster Crow. And I'm Tom Crow. Thank you once again for joining us on American Catholic History, made possible by listeners like you. (laughs) 